Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hi, Jen. Hey, Michelle. How wonderful to be with you again today. And it's lovely to be back with you. Today, we're going to talk about creativity on the move. And this topic, obviously, is something that I'm about to do. In the next month, I'll be packed up for a month, all my belongings in storage while we're between houses. So this topic felt like it might have some relevance for us to have a chat about. And I know you and Michael did this about two years ago where you moved house, which meant packing up your entire music studio and your recording studio. What was that like? It was a huge job. It was a huge job that seemed more big from the outside than when you're in the middle of it. You know, when you're in the middle of it, you're just doing the work because we had to label every single wire. We had to make sure oh, wow. everything was in alignment to rehook everything back up. And the last time we had done that, we had had somebody professional come in and helped us. So we were, we were really wanting it to, to do it on our own. And so the task, when you get down to the details of it, it's just like anything else. It has to go little by little, one step at a time, one accomplishment a day. And I think that you are doing it so gracefully because I know you're moving house from a, a larger place to a smaller place. I'd love for you to talk about what's going on right now with you. Well, one of the things I know is parts of my studio will be virtually the last thing on the truck. Or may came later in my car rather than be on the truck. And I have to figure out what bits I need kind of hang back and what do I want to take in the transition period from early February when we're in storage till the end of February when we move into the new house. So I'm spending a bit of time figuring out what that might look like. And I'm pretty certain it's not going to be my silversmithing because that takes up way too much space and materials and so forth. And I'm in a really fortunate position where I have got my enamelling, all my equipment set up in a friend's studio. So if I do feel the urge to do some enamelling, I can. But it's this idea of what can I do in the cabin where we're going to be staying that will just keep my creativity alive and make me feel connected to that. And I'm curious for you as a musician, how did you go while everything was sort of broken down? Do you still have your keyboard that you can go and play for an hour and get the juice? Or how does it work for you and Michael? Well, I want to talk a little bit about a move that we made before this last one, which was ah, over a decade ago. We had to be out quickly and we and we found a rental that we could we could use in the interim. So we thought we could take the studio and put it in the upstairs, this house that we were going to be in for, we knew for about six months. We get there and realize the only space was through the stairway up and around, and there's no way we could have even moved the board up there. And, and so we had to, on the fly, decide, well, we need to get another storage place for the equipment. So we literally had to shut down all recording for eight months. It turned out to be eight months, but we always have our live gig stuff, you know? So that's like the smaller units that we can carry to gigs where we go. And so that was a lifesaver. And also in this home, there was an old upright piano. And I spent a lot of time there, you know, Mm -hmm. in this beautiful little brick room with just a piano. And I have found that just like you, you're asking that question, what are the things that I must have? And for me... It was my lyric book. You know, if I had my lyric book, 
and I have one book that is um, a manuscript book. Those are the two things that I needed. And thank goodness I have my voice so I can do that anywhere. And I think when traveling too, I just always think of what I need. I always need something that I can write down an idea in. Mm. And I always have my voice. Uh, So those two things. And now we have phones. So there are apps so I could pick out a keyboard if I didn't know what key I'm in or whatever. I could kind of just get by. But it's amazing too, because those times when what you're used to is gone, to me, it's time to fill the reservoir. It's time to not do so much output, but more intake of other people's art, listening to other people's music, starting to take, you know, a little bit of a a deeper dive into something that's interests you that you don't have to be the one fully out participating like a, like a short class yeah, or something like that. Perfect. Yeah. Because limitation is a form of inspiration for creativity. And I think this is, mm-hmm. you know, if we can look at it in a positive slant, it, it's got a lot of potential for that. So we find alternatives, like you used your upright piano and worked on your gigs and had that aspect. I'm thinking similarly and probably no canvases, it's back to sketchbooks, which I adore anyway. And you've reminded me that I've also put aside two or three art books. So that feel of the well of inspiration will also be happening. I think one of the things that makes me laugh is when I think about putting my kit together, I see these incredible travel kits that people promote or have put together and and share in their community. And if anyone's interested, Pinterest has got some really good visual art travel kits. Mostly they're watercolours, but not always. There are some fantastic ideas. Like I saw one woman had turned the hardcover of a large-ish book with some handles from an op shop handbag into a travelling art kit, which was so cool. And I've also seen people take the old makeup eyeshadow type containers and whip out the eyeshadows and put in different pencils or crayons or maybe even some watercolour paints. So there's lots of really creative things that you can do with the challenge of what do we do while on the road. Maybe that's another thing is not just moving house to house, but you and I before COVID did a bit of travel and that was also an opportunity, wasn't it? So what do you think if you're away from home holidaying or maybe doing some travel, what do you do when you're on the road? You know, surprisingly enough, a lot of songs have come when I'm on the road. <laughs> ah. a, lot, a lot of new ideas, you know, because here you are in another environment and your mind has a chance to just expand and you're, you're, you're in that place of curiosity and wonder. And I'm grateful for voice memos on my iPhone, right? Because then I can sing an idea into there so it's captured and like I said, I guess it, you could call it a traveling kit. It's just really minimal of making sure I have a journal with me of some kind and my phone. I think that's the most minimalist I can get. Yep. But it's, it's always like an adventure to see what's going to be happening in a new environment. You know, when you, you're taken out of your comfort zone of home and what you're used to, you're always stimulating everything within you, I believe. After you get past the like, oh, what's going to happen if this happens, you know, and then you get into the groove of exploration and and trying new things. I'm just getting ready to take a trip. So I'm thinking about, 
wow, it's going to be fun to be in a completely different environment where I don't know anyone. At least we all speak the same language because I think that's another kind of adventure too (laughs) of going into a country where you don't know anybody's language. You can't speak the language and you don't know the food yet. And that is such a fun adventure and exploration, but it stimulates the muse. You know, it stimulates a creativity to me when you really step out of the usual and step into a new place. And just think of the metaphor of having your stuff in storage. It's like you are like a naked baby, right? You are just brand new in a world where you can just do anything, right? There's no expectations for you. You, ha- you can do anything. It's just like a brand new thing. Yeah. I think one of the big things when I travel is my photography. That comes really to the fore. But since COVID, when I've only done domestic travel within Australia and it's been for work, I managed to just put together some collage and it literally was packaging from the shopping that I'd done for groceries. So it was receipts and some of the brown paper packaging and, you know, and and so it's really possible. And all I had was a sketchbook and a bit of a glue stick and a few pencils and I took a bit of time when I wasn't actually working late one afternoon and thought, oh, I could put, you know, put something together and an hour disappears. So it is possible to fossick and forage for found items when you're on, on the road and also to be <laughs> really excited by all those new images and the new surroundings. And I think that kind of travel, even if it's domestic, can be really very stimulating. The other thing that mm-hmm. I try and do is see if I can get to the local art gallery, if there is one. And that's another way of getting inspired and connecting in with the place that I am in. And often they will be promoting and showing their own local artists. So you get a real sense of a sense of place and a sense of connection to some of the creativity that's coming from that area that you're in. So that's sort of exciting. I, I so agree. And the same thing happens with music, you know, to tap into some of the local music and you know, go to a singer songwriter, open mic is always fun to just find out what, what people are doing there. It's yeah. just delicious. And be be an instant fan because you can appreciate what's gone into what they're doing. That's what I love is, you know, looking at artists and having a real deep appreciation of the kind of commitment it takes to get to being hung in a gallery of any sort and people spending years and energy to hone their craft. So it's a real appreciation process as well, which is just a lovely experience to have. And I think a lot of people during the pandemic time when things were closed, especially in 2020, that was a real tough thing for people to not be able to physically either go to live music or go to galleries and and actually see work in person because there's a limitation as much as the screen is good. There is limitations about it. Oh, yeah, so much, especially for music, um, I say, because music, you just can't replicate it very well on screen in a tiny, tiny little microphone and the bandwidth of about, you know, a quarter of an inch. (laughs) It's just not the same. And the other thought that's occurred to me is, you know, we talk about inspiration from new places, but the actual process of moving can be a source of inspiration or experiential, emotional well to dive into as an artist, whether you're creating songs or creating 2D artwork. And that's also part of what I'm doing is my Mark 180 process, the long leave, as I'm thinking of it. It's been five months of six months leaving and we're up to literally the end of the fifth month, we've got one month to go. 
So the long leave has been really juicy for my artwork. And why shouldn't the seventh month when I'm in limbo, why shouldn't that also be a source of inspiration? And I feel like I've had to do a bit of mindset shifting around, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be separated and I'll feel like I'm suffocating or whatever my little little drama in my head was, the angst about being separated from materials, reframing it and saying, okay, well, what is possible? And I don't need everything. And it's just like picking a limited palette can be really, really good. It's mm. it's picking a limited a limited range of materials and a limited set of medium to work with. Yeah. This might be a little off topic, but I want to speak to that because I think it is a powerful creativity tool. I write birth path songs for people. It's an old Cherokee tradition that once your birth is known, the time of your birth, the date of your birth, there are tones that go to the date of your birth. And to create a song out of five tones, and maybe sometimes one of those tones is repeated, or maybe two of them are repeated, so you could come down to three tones. And they actually use them as healing over you. If, you, if you're ever sick, somebody will come in and sing your birth tones to you. And so I create songs from those few tones, and it's been fascinating to see what happens when you're limited to only a few tones. And those tones maybe would be really harmonious, or maybe they'd be a discordant tone <laughs> interval, you know? It's fascinating, just yeah. fascinating when you're limited, what, what actually happens. Yeah. You yeah. know, I want to say something else that I think the beauty of what you're going through and what we all go through when we find ourselves outside of the usual and we're moving everything and everything's changing is there's one thing to deepen into, and that is really knowing that you are it. Where you are is the art Mm. You are it. You are the container of this art. And how precious to deepen in that knowing without anything else around you. You are it. Mm. That I have everything I need inside. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. What a beautiful, profound, deep sentiment to be able to anchor into. Thank you. Well, is there anything else that you want to cover before we wrap up today and share our little information about Spirit Art School? You know, I do want to say one thing. I do want to talk about Spirit Art School, but I love that in Spirit Art School, I learned about watercolor pencils. And on this trip that I'm getting ready to take, I'm going to take them with me because it's so wonderful to experiment with and then put a little water on and become something completely different. And I think they are great travelers. So I just have to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if you get one of those art brushes that have a container for water, and so you can do your watercolor pencils dry and then paint with a water paintbrush, that's a really good combination, those two. I love that. Fantastic. Let's quickly talk about Spirit Art School because this is something that may come up. If people have listened to the first two episodes of this year, the first episode, which was episode 16, we talked about dreaming and blooming into 2022. And if you haven't had a listen, Jennifer and I talk about our process and some of our rituals for inviting and welcoming the new year. And then in the last episode, episode 17, I talked to you about big, hairy, audacious goals. So maybe out of one or other of those or out of your own process, you may have decided that either more creative learning or deepening in a spiritual practice might be part of your 2022 
And if that's the case, we want to let you know about this wonderful thing called Spirit Art School. Jennifer, would you like to talk a little bit about that? As you're the host? I would. Uh, it is a delicious time of coming together in community and learning something new and doing it together with the beautiful artist teachers. Michelle is one of them. I'm going to take a, a flow at it as well. And we, we seem to renew the cycle every four months, but it is a continuous thing that you can join at any time. It is exactly what it says it is, Spirit Art School. So we always are connected to a deeper knowing and we are working with the elementals, playing with the elementals. And right now we're definitely playing with the fire, the water, the earth, and the air. You can bring any supplies or not, you know, whatever you have, or you can you can deepen in your supplies. I've really gained a good supply box from being in Spirit Art School. And we just draw together, we just paint together, we do whatever we are we are deepening into. We just finished a series on trees which was just delicious, you know, not only deepening our relationship with trees, but into the beautiful opportunities they bring us. Michelle, why don't you share a little bit about what your experience was? Well, I, I love being a teacher because I'm also a participant when the other beautiful teachers are running their sessions. So I get to be both. And my joy, so each month there's a two-hour session where we come together and there's some teaching and learning, and it might be technique or it might be a skill, might be playing with a new way to deal with a medium, but it's very open and generous and it's very light and playful. So there's there's song and there's music and there's talking and there's also quietness and, and time for meditation built in to the creative play that we do. So if anyone's interested, the link will be in the show notes. It's Spirit Arts School. And if you would like to join us for the four months, it's $111. If you just want to dip your toe in, it's $33 for the month. And you get access to the community group as well and all the conversations that happen before and after the two-hour session that we do together. So that's it for me. That's it from um, my notes. How about you, Jen? Yes, I would just want to say that every session is recorded too. So you can always catch it to review it. Or if you weren't be able to be there that month, you can always go and catch what, what we did. Beautiful. Yeah. And when you listen to this podcast, I will have already taught my session on the earth element. So if you are interested in following up and a bit interested in earth pigments, natural pigments, and playing with landscapes and maps, you might want to grab the recording of my session. All right. Well, mm -hmm. thank you, Jennifer. And thank you, everyone. And if you've got any thoughts, or if you've got some good tips about great travel kits or ideas for creativity on the move, we'd love to hear from you. You can catch me at michelle at michellewalker.com.au. And Jennifer is jen at jenniferruthrussell.com. Have a great week. Absolutely. Happy moving. Bye for now. Bye.